You're listening to The World According to George. This uninspired, puffy Midwestern man is looking for something more as he moves through life in his 30s. And welcome back to The World According to George. I'm your host, George Thomas, and my guest today is Tamea Katona. And this episode of WAG is being broadcast from Streeterville in downtown Chicago. Welcome to the show, Tamea. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Now, you work at Thomas West Salon uh, at Merchandise Mart. You cut my hair, and you have for maybe a few years now, you've cut my hair. Uh, you also cut my mom's hair, and um, you cut my sister's hair as well, and that's how we connected. That is true. Through Abby. I know Abby maybe 15 years or so. Oh, that long. That was one of my questions. Okay, so jumping ahead, yes, I met Abby when you guys were a lot younger, so like I heard yeah, about you guys. I would have been like 17. Probably, and then you're the oldest, yeah. right? So. I know Abby, when she started coming into the city and started seeing me as her client. And yeah, so that goes back a little over 15 years. Wow. How did you guys originally meet? Uh, Actually, so I lived in New Buffalo for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And then I have a friend and she was also a client. Anna Hespa, Hespa. You oh, know, yeah. Hannah? The Ashbaz. Yep. Yeah. So Hannah, Hannah recommended Abby to come see me. And then one of her trips, she booked with me and she kept coming back. Okay. So you've been a hairstylist for maybe 20 years now? 22. 22 years since you were, well, I don't, I won't reveal your age, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with my age. Since you were like I 20, like my age. maybe. Or yeah, so 21. Like, I started doing hair like officially behind like as licensed when I was 21 when you were 21 okay yeah so you you knew what you wanted to do at a young young age no actually I didn't didn't so I was in university for becoming a social worker I also kind of wanted to be an artist was going back and forth and then when I took a year off someone convinced me that I should check out a cosmetology school so I did and then now, 22 years later, I love it. I'm quite passionate about it. I keep up to date. Yeah. Um, took me to some amazing places. I get to meet people like the Thomas family. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. Between the three of us, whose <laughs> hair is the... T- you're going to get a lot of these. I know you know what's coming. But who's the hardest to cut? Who has the toughest hair? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me who's my favorite uh who's the hardest mm, or is everyone's hair relatively any like, any clients hair pretty similar and it's all whatever what they want or it's usually like oh you is meant it the cli- as a technically not as an appointment wise well the first start with tech <laughs> i know start with technically and then we'll go to appointment wise well i don't know technically i don't think any of it is hard it's all simple yeah like well, everyone here is different. Everyone is looking for something different and be authentic and like what's the best for them. And that's what I like to embrace. But also after you've been doing it for so long and have so much experience, it's not the technical part is not always what's the challenging. It's the limitations or, you know, that kind of stuff. What do you so, mean the limitations? Like sometimes the client will 
tell you that they want something that or they're not open to having something that could be better for them, you know, or Got it. or you're at the you're at the mercy of whatever they want. Sometimes like the consultation part is a huge part of of any service like you and I don't really do that that much because we figured out what works for you, what yeah. you like, you know, what fits with your lifestyle, you know. So but so in that case, that's where it comes in, like, you know, the limitation, like somebody might say they want to have, you know, um, a French, like a bang, you know, uh-huh. but they might not want to style it. So idealistically, that wouldn't work because and they're going to wake up in the morning and be like, ah, I hate my bangs. And it's literally like it would work. So that's where the limitations comes in. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Who's so getting back to who's the toughest appointment wise then between me and my sister and my mom? Well, I think so. What becomes challenging for me that means someone's <laughs> that's their schedule is changing and they're canceling appointments, rescheduling. We're talking no, about that. That's just you're talking life, about during the happens. Okay, like, so you're talking about during the appointment. Yeah, okay, so well. basically. You know I'm going to be honest, and yes, that is clearly go. you. Okay, it is me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you move a lot. Yeah. So you need to have movement I and shake whatever. and stuff. Yes, but now we have a Don't other clients it. do it? Not really. So it's just like, me. Actually, no. Are you worried I have some disease they haven't diagnosed <laughs> yet? No. And I'm moving, or I just have AD, ADHD in your Yeah, opinion. basically. So yeah. that's probably just what it is. You don't like to sit that long. You yeah. know what you want. It's so boring. You to... And your hair, haircuts take a long time. Wait, my appointments are boring? Well, I, I, no, we I talk like a lot. I feel like we have nice conversations. Yeah, but I, it's like an hour. It's a really long time. Yes, and that is and why you what? like my haircuts. Okay. It's all the details. I can give you a 20 minute haircut, but I doubt it. You would want that. And yeah. I would not feel no, I'm not good about do doing your that. thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I could, I'm not surprised by your answer at all since I'm, yeah, I have a lot of that anxious energy that I always have had that. And, uh, you know, it's probably undiagnosed ADHD. It, you know, my dad Maybe. probably, he probably, he has it too. And other people, a lot of people in the U S have it. I feel like can't sit still. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like... And, I, and probably most of your clients are women, right? Uh, most of them, true. Yeah, and they're used to sitting in that chair because they have color or they have... They, they take they, they, You could sit there for three hours if you're... If you got a certain, but we're just doing a men's haircut. But. Yeah, but I mean, I truly appreciate my male clientele as well. But there's... I do love the fact that we do have a system now. So when I feel like you need to like move around... We just say, well, okay, just, move around, and then I'll take a moment. Okay, don't make then, me sound crazy. I just, I don't make you sound I just crazy. move, and you pause, and then you start when I stop moving again. Yeah, but I just feel like What's I this, have I don't more walk f- around the salon. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You don't walk around in the salon. I'm sorry. I just mean yeah. like, okay, like, you know, like. Get all those. Get uh, that energy out. I can't. And it's I can in focus there. Focus back in. Okay, so I'm, so that answer is too good. So I'm the most challenging hair to cut. Just because, because you move. Otherwise, I really enjoy our appointments. Okay. Whose hair uh, do you enjoy cutting? Also, B moves too. B, just yeah, to see? Be fair. It's in the family. So, yeah. B also moves a little bit. She knows. <laughs> so, you kind of you enjoy cutting everyone's hair. That's even yes, a weird I love question. It. Okay. Yeah. That's because you love what you do. And Yeah. Are we more. 
do we have a bigger personal relationship with you than your other clients or do you have is this pretty common yeah no i feel like there's definitely um i appreciate my clientele very much but there's i don't hang out with a lot of my clients yeah um so there's definitely but you would hang like out a, with my mom if she was around yeah i would yeah. love and you were at her go. birthday yes that was right. so fun thank you for having me yeah um yeah so i wouldn't say it's definitely like a a more of a connection with you guys in that sense. And I do have other clients that I have met up with and I have a lot of fun and yeah. So have you cut anyone? Have you cut Sam's hair before? Uh, I never cut Sam. But you've cut Madeline's hair. I have. How was that? Actually, she was the second family member I cut. Okay. Great. I love curly hair. I love her texture. Yeah. She has nice hair. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, we miss her. It was so long ago when I cut her hair. Oh, it was, was. over 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you've been around a long time. Wow. Oh, wow. With the Thank family, okay. not <laughs> on earth. Um, not so on earth. If Sam, <laughs> if Sam moves here, you'll pro- maybe, although you're getting kind of expensive and I don't, you know, really expensive for a men's haircut, I think. But if he moves here, you'll cut his hair maybe. Well, uh, I would love to. I also. Your prices went up though. They did. Uh, they did go up. Everything is going up, so two years I went also up. Have to two existing uh, decades-long clients, even. Yeah, and also just honor <clears throat> uh, my experience and education that yeah. I have done throughout the years. I feel like I'm, my prices are actually mediocre. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I do believe if I didn't go work for an NGO for five years and leave Chicago, I think I probably would be higher already. Yeah, because you you took like a five-year sabbatical? Uh, well, from the U.S., mm-hmm. but no, I was from working, still working. I, or you were still no, working? No, I was working for a nonprofit. But not in hair, though. Hair. I was working, oh, in hair. Yeah, I was oh. teaching hairdressing, and I had a clientele in Cambodia. Well, then why would that have affect where you the well, level you're at? It's that I kind of lost uh, uh, a lot of clients. Oh, like okay. being gone for five years. You, it's pe- not like you could I build get, up. And, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and come back in the middle of a pandemic and be like, okay, I'm $200. You know, like yeah. it just doesn't work like that. I see what you're time, saying. You got to so. build that book of business yeah. and, ne- and not a five year sure. gap, you're going to lose people. For sure. Do we all, can you tell like if you didn't know us, could you look at our hair and tell that we're related, or does the does people's hair not really give that give that give that off? Uh, uh, no, I mean if I just looked at the hair itself, like I, I wouldn't look at it as relation. I would just look at it like similar texture or. But yeah, you guys have similar textures for sure. But also no, like they're all a little bit different, like. I mean, you guys all have a little bit of a texture to it, like meaning wave or curly. Yeah. Um, but none of you have the same hair. Right. It's all unique to yeah, yeah. to each person. Um, now, we've talked about this on the show, and B is uh, – we've talked about it a lot. You know, she chose to have pink hair. Oh, okay. We're talking about she this. She had you do it. <laughs> um, but it went exactly the way that I said it was going to go. It ended up being a costly decision. She regretted the decision. Give us your take on it, your opinion on exactly, like, what happened there. Because we've talked about it here, and, you're, you know, you're the one that was on the ground 
more than I was because I wasn't in your appointments. Um, so so what, what's your take there? Yeah, so... And her, t- her hair, before we get into it, it's returned now. It's ombre, and it, right, or something? Yeah, it's like went back to her... Her original, um, like, brown and then some... Yeah, like, so more natural colors. Yeah, like normal neutral colors. colors like not versus, blue or pink. like, fantasy, which would be in this Yeah, we case, don't want her pink. living in a fantasy. She already does most of her life. <laughs> which is so. really fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do support that. Uh, so my take on it is a little bit different and everybody that has an opinion about the situation comes from a very different perspective. Yeah. So like, I give us your professional take on it. So my take on it is that basically I have a client B that wants to explore different options and we talk about it for a long time and like what it takes and, and then, and then. It's very exciting, you know, it's it can be like changing your hair, it can change the way you show up to places like and that's one of the reasons why I like yeah. my job because uh-huh. you're telling a story just based on the way you look. So she wanted to do something more fun and B has like brown hair just so we could say it and she had this really beautiful like uh balayage really blonde balayage? highlights in it. Yes. What is that? And That's blonde. Yeah, that was the blonde part. Okay. So it was very beautiful and flowy and then she said I always wanted to have pink hair like and then we talked about quite bad to be like what is the intake and what does it do? So generally what happens that a client will try it and they will be addicted to it and want to keep going and also either stick with that fantasy color or explore like purple or like other colors like that. In B's case, she was feeling so empowered from my point of view and she loved it and was having so much fun. And then... After you did it. Yes, and it looked so beautiful, and it kept fading out, which we talked which about. Fantasy's colors fade out, so you gotta like all the phases that it phases out. Otherwise, it's not worth it to yeah. do all that investment. So, because it's exp- it's not cheap to do that. It's not cheap. Like obviously, like uh, we just talked about that. It's not gonna be like something that's just you know, packet change or whatever, you know, like it's, it's going right. to cost some money. Yeah. And especially if you do it right. Right. And, and it's, so, it's, it's going to cost some money for anybody, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have blonde hair, brown hair, black hair, because sure. you've got to get it to the certain, that color and it, there's a science and. Of course. So it, we need to get it blonde first to be blonde able to, to pink. deposit okay. the pink. So we already had her blonde. Yeah. So like going, that was the easiest part. But then I think she was having so much fun with that. And she got really encouraged and uh, by friends and she put a neon pink in it, which is the hardest without thing you. to take. So without she was in, me. she was on a, in California with her buddy. Yeah, she was in a trip. she wanted to, I don't know if her, her, her idea or her friend's idea. Whose yeah. whose idea was it? I don't know. So, so like, she said, uh, I'll just take this and I'll heighten it up. And yeah. she must have thought it, it'll, it'll go back, it'll fade again. Well, also for her... For B, so she did ask advice at to the you. store. No, she never oh. reached out to me. She but probably should have asked, and which I told her, I'm like, you, you know, you can always reach out. Does she have your number? I and feel stuff? like we're like we're not talking badly about 
about B right now, but just this is what happened. From my perspective, you know, I I was surprised that she went so bold and put a neon <laughs> in it. But I also understand that, like, the creativity part of it, because yeah. it gave her the confidence, like, oh, yeah, it's just like pink, and she got bad advice from where she bad got advice, the color. Right. To people so, that don't know her hair, that yeah. don't cut her hair. And the, they, you know, I... And they put, what, a cheap product in there to highlight it? Yeah, like, the thing they, is that the neon color, neons are the hardest color to take out, like, no matter yeah. what neon it is. And it's like, she was told this is going to fade out as well. And right. it's not going to. So no. then... Without you, know, you doing something to it. Correct. So then we had to, like, reverse everything, like, re reverse everything, you know, which again takes a lot of time, a lot of you know products and and uh, science behind it to reverse it. Yeah. To get her back to either the pink that she liked before, but I think she was so traumatized by then that like she was just over the pink. She didn't want to keep it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I we because you had to back. do how many sessions to reverse that? I think we did three sessions. Uh, afterwards three that you yeah that you yeah, wouldn't have done mm -hmm. exactly and i felt bad because i just wanted her to i know her as someone that loves her hair so like it's always kind of challenging to see your clients when they're not completely happy with their hair yeah i'm not happy with my hair that happy what? i'm I, not happy with this last cut that much let's talk about it's, that tell me more well, well let's just round this out i think that like for you well, no, because you, you did it the right way for B, and then tried, yeah. you tried to guide her. You're the expert. You've cut her hair for how many years? Uh, the same as you about like the oh, just last a couple? two years. Okay. I never, she was never my client yeah. until I moved back to the U.S., yeah. Okay. Well, I used to think you were part guilty in this because I exactly what happened that I said was going to happen happened. But I don't really feel that anymore because you were not part of this crazy highlighter product that, that occurred in California. And then her hair really went nuts. And, you know, it, so if that wouldn't have happened, no, she would have been happy with it. You would have been happy with it. There yeah, wouldn't have been any drama. If it wouldn't have happened, her pink would have started fading out. We would have either made the decision to that would have continue faded. refreshing that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or had it like or I had an easy way to take that out and then get her back to her neutral colors that she loved before. Or yeah. take her to another fantasy color that if she wanted. But um I think B is such a beautiful woman. She could wear basically whatever she wants and it yeah. would look good on her, but she has to like it herself and she didn't like the neon and we yeah. needed to take it out. Mm. Well, good. I'm glad her hair is returned to normal now or what, yeah. whatever normal is defined by me. Uh, but what? Well, okay. So it's interesting for, I don't even want it to, to be pink in the beginning because like, she has a, you know, that, that's exactly what you said in the beginning of the show is correct. You present yourself to the world based on how you look and your hair is a big part of that. And she's in a highly corporate environment now. Should she be having pink hair? I, probably not. Why not? I don't know if that's what she wants to be telling people. But maybe she did, and maybe it worked for her. Well, but I feel that, like, yeah. so I, I 
completely understand that there's definitely a lot of the way your hair looks and the way you show up, what you wear. There's definitely st- yeah. still she's a lot of stigma She's already got holes in her sneakers. <laughs> she wears those sweats every day. And now you gave her pink hair. I mean, what are we presenting here? Well, okay, so... <laughs> and she is doing well in that job, so, inconceivably, but... This is where the brother stuff comes yeah. in and not the stylist it's, stuff. Right. You're you just know? here and I'm going off, yeah. So you're going off of, like... Knowing B for no, a long time yes. and You know, I took things. her shoes and threw them out without her knowing. Uh, is this the first time she's finding out? She knows it. I don't know if I've said it here, uh, but I stole her shoes out of her room. Um, you did and I gave me. her one. I put her in my car. I gave her one week to text me <laughs> that she noticed. She never texted me. They went right in the trash. So the funny and they were, thing they were garbage. Even this. people at work were saying, wow, what about the, what, what's going on with those shoes? Like this nerdy guy who doesn't how, know anything about fashion. How do you know that? She told me that. Oh, but but she doesn't listen. Only to strangers will pe- she listen. I say things for a month. She doesn't listen to me. So you did tell me about that, but I yeah. never tell. So because I try to, and that, I was doing because I love her. I was doing it. It's an act of kindness. I'm trying to mm-hmm. help her, and you're off giving her pink hair, and she's off getting it highlighted. Uh, so <laughs> you're again, just doing what your your clients telling you to do. Well, no, we talked a lot okay. about that. I don't just do what my clients you tell don't. me to. There's you don't, a lot right. more You don't to do it. what I do. Want. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, uh, what can I do to make your haircut better? For some now, maybe it's been too too recent. Like, when did I see you? Only a few days ago. Or a week ago now. Uh, something I don't like, like the way it's sitting now. It's very clumpy up here. I don't think it looks very good. It's not. It's so funny. This is you, when I saw your hair today. I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. You always say that, though. That's not true. I don't always say that. Well, I, I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't like this one. I've liked the last three, maybe before this. I really liked the last one. Then when I went in to see you that day, it did look good. It was uh-huh. curlier and it had a lot of body. Now it's just, it's kind of, I don't maybe know. Maybe because I feel so rushed during our appointments that oh, really? like, That's I tr- can't really take okay. my time. That's, to, like... You're still there an hour. <laughs> it's still an hour. Well, yeah, I'm also managing a lot of body movements. And okay. so... So now you're blaming me. No, I'm just saying what could be the thing. I don't know. I think I'm very persnickety about my hair and my haircut. And that's why I've, you know, you've lasted a long time. I usually move on to different people or I get banned like that one lady. Uh, But that's her problem, though, not mine. Yeah, I feel like I I would love to find out what happened there. Yeah. Well, they Uh, apologized to me later. But yeah. but yeah, maybe it's just, it's, you know, you're always at, the thing is no one's going to analyze your hair more than you are. And even if someone says you should do this, they might, it might look better if you do it that way. But in your own mind, you're thinking your hair only, like I always have to have product in it or it has to look this way or, or yeah, my sideburns sure. always have to be done or it's not going to look good. But the bottom line is people don't really notice that much, you know, uh, unless sure. it's got, you know, like concrete gel in it and people don't like that i know that but yeah but now i'm not gonna be able to sleep for like three days thinking about that george doesn't like his haircut so i don't know i just don't like the top this time or maybe it's got to grow out more i didn't i don't know what's going on like actually maybe it needs to take more weight weight off yeah but it changes every week Mm -hmm. it it grows my hair grows incredibly fast you Mm -hmm. think that's true uh yes it grows really fast fast yeah um, so I'm the most high maintenance of the three of us. Uh, yes, I guess I would yeah, say so. Uh-huh. I mean, great. 
It's like, and I move Is around. That offensive? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's fine. Um, I can take me, a hit. You already knew what was the answer. I, I the question was, which one of us is the most? But I thought I'd just cut the shit and ask you because I know you're. I can see what you're thinking. I have ESP. What am I thinking? Oh yeah. And uh, I, I knew that's what I knew. I would be that person. Um, okay. But I truly appreciate you as a client, and Thank I you. do enjoy our appointments. Yeah. And I always want you. And to we love stopped it. doing Mondays and Tuesdays because yes. I'm always angrier. On Mondays and Tuesdays, yeah, right? Or maybe, I don't know what day it was. It was Mondays, Monday. I remember. Uh, it was definitely getting a little bit challenging when I noticed oh, a awful. mood shift in your appointments when yeah. you come see me on Mondays. I'm working on that with That's professionals. Awesome. With professionals. Really good. Yep. I love it. Um, highly support that. Basically... I just was like, what's going on with you on Mondays? And you're like, I hate Mondays. Mondays are the worst. And I'm like, okay, let's book our appointments on Tuesday. Yeah. And maybe or later in the week. Because that's even better. Just anything but Mondays. Okay. It works for me. And I feel like. Better for me too. It's been better for yeah. you. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to a different topic. Now you're from. Hungary originally, Correct. so Eastern I'm Europe. Glad you remember. Yes, this time <laughs> I wrote it down. Um, how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? Fourteen. Fourteen. So, so you still had a lot of years that you would remember being in Hungary. Yes. And formative years. Definitely. And you guys moved to Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes. Okay. Um, what's the biggest difference between Hungary and the U.S.? Whoa. Um, I've never been to Hungary, so. I think you should go to Budapest and you would really love it. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would like certain things about it for sure. Yeah, it's I'm sure me. I would. I, I was just in you know Ireland. That, that, I liked that. Yeah. And I think it sounded like you guys had a good trip. Um, well, but it's different because in, in Hungary... I mean, a lot of people speak English now, and, and I think that changes the experience as a tourist. Versus what do they speak there? Hungarian. Hungarian. Yeah. yeah, So, which is my first language. So, um, And you still are fluent? Yes. I do have an oh. accent. So when you I, do have I one. I do have an accent yes. because of the time when I moved, and I don't speak it every day. So I do sound a little bit like almost like I'm an expat that learned that. As an adult, a what? Like, like an expat, like oh, an expatriate. Yeah. Uh, they move there. So if they think that I either sound really smart or if they realize I'm actually Hungarian, they're like, you need to practice. So like, yeah. it's one of those things. Um, I don't know how to answer that because the two words they're are so different. So, different. so it's insanely it's, different. It's insanely different. It's not comparable. Okay. Uh, like, it, it just, there's so many layers to yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. What do you miss about it? Um, about hungry. <laughs> I assume you missed some things, right? Well, I didn't used to. So you like when I first it. moved here, I missed that terribly. And I planned my return for years that I'm going to move back. Yeah. I was also a teenager. And so what I value about it the most now is the architecture. And when I go back, I definitely feel my roots, you know, uh, my family is still there. I still have some family there. So it's just really beautiful. And and the whole culture of it is then very you go unique. Back, I yeah, go back. I was there last fall for 
for I think three weeks, okay. which was really a beautiful trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but your parents are in Michigan still. They are. Yeah, so we which is not far from here. As a unit, like uh-huh. uh, my mom and dad and my brother and sister together in 95. Got it. Okay. So very different. So like basically for your answer though, like what was the most, and I mean, when we moved, we didn't have Google. We didn't have, you yeah. know, I couldn't do like my proper research. But I do remember the feeling of like once we arrived uh, to Michigan suburb in Grand Rapids to our family there, I felt like I was dropped off in a movie set. You know, it was just so different from everything that I ever known before. And then later, when I become an adult, I realized, oh, this is why I like architecture as an adult, because I was surrounded by that kind of beauty that I took for granted as a kid all the time because I didn't know anything different. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very thankful the way we came out. And, and your, you guys moved here for what reason? Was it for just opportunity or work or... Uh, you, you had already family here. What was the... So our story, it's a little bit longer. So like I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. But okay. uh, my grandma's sister escaped Hungary in 56 with her husband and at the time and her baby. And she escaped on foot during the winter and moved to escape to Austria. It took him three days. Mm-hmm. So they went to Austria, recovered there. What were they escaping? Uh, we had a war, war yeah. the 56 ers There's actually a lot of 56ers in, okay. in the U.S. Uh, for such a small country. Like That's yeah. when a lot of them uh, were able to leave uh, due to being uns- like not safe in, in Hungary. Got it. So... They escaped, and then an American uh, family from Grand Rapids sponsored them, and they ended up in Grand Rapids. And now I have an American family in Grand Rapids, and they put our name in 95 you in the do. green card lottery. So a family that was not hung- Hungarian. So half like oh, half, half Hungarian, Hungarian half, half American. American. They all ended up Got marrying it. Americans. And, Got um, it. So I have cousins and that grew up here and they're, cool. they're, they're American. But, yeah. So then yeah. 95 rolls around. There's not a war going on. No, then no, yeah. not a war going on. And, uh, my uncle saw in the newspaper that they about the green card lottery. Oh yeah. So, in the U S in the U S yeah. and the American family called my parents and they still had to go to the post office to like take the call. Like, we, because yeah. wow. it was so long ago, like we didn't have a house phone yet, right. you know. And my parents took the call and they said, hey, we need all your family's information. We're going to put in a contest and nothing is going to come out of it. Just want to make sure Just you're okay case. with it. But yeah. can we do this? And they did. And my mom's name got drawn in the lottery. And then three months later. Wow. So it was really a shot in the, it was a long shot, shot in the, you weren't think they weren't thinking that was going to happen. No, we didn't even know what it was for. All of a sudden we get this huge yellow envelope from the American government and we're like, wow. what is this? I remember my parents like 
because we were we didn't have a lot of money you know yeah so i remember my parents like debating if they should spend the money to get that translated oh, to what it is yeah so imagine if they just the translating yeah. yeah like just to figure it out what does this even say none of us yeah. understood it oh my gosh that is wow yeah. so and then three months later we my parents sold the house and then three kids five suitcases three thousand dollars and yeah. we moved to grand rapids and that was it yeah and then we started over wow what did your parents do for work like at the time like when you moved here uh my well that was really tough to watch that as a teenager and like you know going through all my yeah devastations personally of like leaving my friends and and country yeah, and also my parents crazy. are educated right so right. my mom mom was a nurse my dad had various jobs he was trained as an electrician mm -hmm. um so he did a lot of that my dad drove a, um trucks to um old yugoslavia during the war yeah and like working for a non-profit and taking things which was actually quite dangerous and but so i i don't know so they did various things uh and but they were able to make a, a living that way. Yeah. yeah. And we were, and nurses were obviously doing good, it. Mm -hmm. uh, not, in the, not in Europe. You don't really get paid as not, well as a nurse. Like not in but here Hungary she did, at the time. You're saying. Yeah. So when we came here, they didn't speak English. So my mom and dad would take jobs. Like my mom worked as a dishwasher in a restaurant that I can casually go dine in. Oh yeah. Now, you know, right. but, and she went to night school for, and my dad to night school to learn English. To learn English. Right. My dad ended up working at Herman Miller. Mm -hmm. So, and my mom has been a nurse, like as soon as she learned those jobs, like went away and she went back to nursing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we bought our first house a cool after story. a year of yeah. being in so the US. So pretty quick. Yeah. Really. So everything happened really fast. So they they did a really good job with the opportunities they were given. And yeah. Quite thankful. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty that's pretty incredible. What do you miss about I assume this is an easy question. What do you miss about Hungary today? Is it just would be friends and family? Uh so when I went back this well, yeah, that too, but I just when I went back this last time, I went like five days before the rest of my family showed up and I was in my favorite neighborhood. And honestly, the nightlife is so much fun. And so Budapest. much fun. Yeah. yeah is it, they, you're saying Budapest? Budapest. So it's not Budapest, not no. Pest like a rodent or something. Definitely not. That's not how you Thank pronounce you for... it. Well, because I, you know, I always thought Budapest, but that's wrong. So if, like, if I tell someone that's not just your, like, I would say Budapest. Budapest. Pest. Okay, got it. Yeah, so the S T is a shit. Shit, got it. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not like a rodent. Um, actually, when I first remember, I learned that English I don't think word, it was a rodent. I'm just I saying like, that's oh my the, that's God. not. How, I'm just saying that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. But when I first learned that, what that's it means what in English, yeah. and I was like devastated. I'm like, no. <laughs> or me, like in our appointments, I'm a pest. Uh, no, right? definitely not. No, okay. I do enjoy Bullshit. our appointments. Right. Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna fire me? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Interesting. I, I probably not, but um, my the history says yes. Oh, but because I just don't stick with people do that with long. Me. No, it doesn't. It's just I move on. Yeah, but maybe I can help now you search for your next stylist. No, that's awkward. What are you Why? kidding? I'll just go to another person at your salon. 
Right. Uh, that, that would be, be so fun. <laughs> yeah, as long as Tommy gets the money, I'll be happy because I like your, wow. I like the, wow. I like the okay. owner, Thomas. I see what's happening. Yeah, cool. Nothing's gonna happen, but uh, it's kind of clumpy the, the, right now. But maybe that it could just be a, it's like got its own personality. Yeah, just don't put pink in my hair. Um, what is the thing you like most about the U.S.? Mm, if you had to pick one uh, thing, yeah, I. Th- uh, the U.S. been really good to my family, so yeah. I know a lot of times I say like, "Oh, in America or in the U.S." Yeah, you uh, do. I do do that, but also you have yeah. to remember I left for five years, and, and I have a very came... international perspective, right? You know, uh-huh. um, but I feel like the U.S. has a a lot more opportunities still till today. Today, yeah. That from like a, a lot, yeah, yeah. Like you could be any age and start over. Yeah, know, I don't think for everyone, you know, but there's more opportunities in the U.S. than I think in any other country mm-hmm. that I know of. You know, if you if you want to go back to school, if you wanna, there's organizations here that can help. You know, uh, there's a lot of government help but there's also isn't so it's kind of hard to say but yeah. i feel like if you're you know there's more opportunities it's easier yeah. to make money you can bet on yourself more and no yeah. one's going to stand in your way i yeah, think it seems exactly. like like if you can if you have the your self right, the power drive. to do it yeah. and like your environment allows you like you can really do anything you yeah. can make it happen and and but I also think America, like the U.S., the United States, is is a very beautiful country. It's yeah. it's really I think a lot of times people forget how big it is, you right. know, and it's not that easy to just get around. And there's I had some really beautiful trips in the U.S. too that I was it's mind blowing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many different. I always tell, you know, talk about it. If you don't want to leave the U.S. and you want to go on vacation, you don't have to leave because there's just so many different parts of the country and the climate and the topography. And there's, you know, it is, you know, it is, it's just a a vast, you know, diverse. We're so lucky to, you know, have it because it's, it's, um, it's right in our backyard if if you want it to be, but it's still important to, I think, travel internationally. And I, I want to do more of that as I get older because I, I haven't done that much of it. And I, I need, I could, I could use a little more travel. Um, why do you feel like you have to be older? I don't, I, I would say now it would be fine. Okay. I'm th- <laughs> just turned 33. I would, I would, you know, start, uh, start now. I don't know if I like, you know, I have friends that, you know, they, they were just in, um, like Southeast Asia or, Where? uh, South America. They were in Vietnam. Okay. I'm not sure I'm going that far, but it would be good if I, just got over to Europe on a you know, annual basis, or if I Japan, I would go to. I'd go there. You know, some of these places are really, really far. I, mean, I don't know how much aptitude I, mean, I have for it. Japan is pretty far. Yeah, um, but I. So think... I don't know. I, but I could do a little better just by getting over to England or Hungary or like I just went to Ireland. Yeah. You know. Have you? Been, I've been to the islands. Where have you been in Europe? Just uh, England and I think Ireland and it, I, is it Italy, France. I've been to those places. Well, yeah, of course they also count. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, but I've only <laughs> but I've only been to Italy and France. Just those are one time each. Same with England. I mean that's Wales. Nice. I've been to Wales. Okay, uh, I feel. I've like... been to Turkey when I was like an infant, okay, but that doesn't so that count. Doesn't Don't count. remember it. Uh, 
I do believe that it's really important for, and you have the, if you have the opportunity and the time and the plus, finances, plus, you should travel. Yeah, but first class international is a whole different world than first class domestic. That is going to, I probably can't afford doing that. But why do you need to? Because it's hell class. on those planes. It's hell. <laughs> I just took a couple of them and United always breaks my heart. They suck and it's okay. allergies and I can't do it. Well, my head explodes. But here's the thing too. I even hated being in first class on one of those legs. I don't think you're going to love everything about traveling. And yeah. that's what's beautiful about it, that it takes mm -hmm. you out of your comfort zone. So you get to learn about all these other cultures, the way people live their life and why these places are well known. Why do people want to see them? It's pretty, I I'm sure I would love luxury traveling. I, I never flown first class, actually. Like all the flights I've ever done, yeah. you know, quite basic, but I, I never, never started... regretted when I yeah. got there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I always no, gained yeah. something. Just during the... Yeah. Well, no, I also sleep you're, very well on my okay. flights. Yeah. So. Well, we're, I'm thinking about it. It's in my, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, do more, a lot more of that. You should so. go to Spain. You should go... Yeah, Spain like, would be do fine. Start easy. Go to yeah. Portugal, you know, like uh, right. very easy, just... Stuff you've never done before, always fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Southeast Asia. <laughs> right. Well, I'll try. But that's oh man. We'll we'll talk about it. What my only my last question about the U.S. would be: What do you like? What's the least thing? What's the thing you don't like about the U.S.? Ah, these are really bold questions. <laughs> like, yeah. um, um, I just. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. You hate all Americans? No, I love them. Okay. I love people. I feel it's really hard to answer that. Say right it. Now. You no, have an answer. I do. And I, I you don't just, have to say it. I Since just, all your customers are American, you live in America. But <laughs> well, not all my customers are not, American. Mostly, but though. mostly, yes. Yeah, and I do appreciate sense. all of them. <laughs> uh, I do feel like it could... It, it's been really I wish sometimes people would be more open mm, more open yeah okay. and open to other be... perspectives and oh I'm not they're, they're stuck everyone. in their views you're saying yeah like I feel like the I, I love the comfort that the US has in a lot of such and this is just an average mm -hmm. like there's a lot of other there's a lot of Americans that are not comfortable you know um what do you mean? Come? Oh, that are, yeah. Yeah, that are like they're well. sad or, you know. Maybe they sad. don't have money or something. Yeah, of course. And are born into unsafe families or like yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But I do believe that I think it's really easy to be comfortable and not having to see other perspectives. And I feel like I just wish sometimes there was when I travel or I live internationally abroad, I feel like I see more openness and people yeah. wanting to. It's more polarized here, more. you're saying, from yeah. your perspective. People are kind of in their own groups and they stick to that. Yeah. And they make I, everything political, maybe. Very much. I yeah. wish it was more. Sadly, it's, united, be, it's become. Not as divided, yeah, it's very divided you know? these days. Yeah. yeah. And it's been like that. It was very. I remember, you know, it was. 
it's, it was divided a decade ago. For you know, sure. we've only gotten more divided, it yeah, seems. Yeah, I get highlighted quite a bit yeah. more for certain events, but I just You get wish what? I just got oh, it highlighted hi- yeah. more the dividedness, yeah. you know, and I just think it would be really nice to see people being more, more. like willing to be open. Yeah. And, and no, I lo- that's, travel. That's a great well. answer, great perspective, I think. So, yeah, we could all be a little more united. Um it's in the name, you know? It is. It's true. Uh, I can't believe I said that. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. <laughs> what is going on with your dating life right now? Wow. Okay. What's happening there? None of I ask everyone this. Where, do you? I do ask to talk to everyone about their dating life. Yeah. Um, of this limited 17 episode run so far, I'm, I'm and, pretty. And I'm you, pretty. This is brought up. Does anybody I don't ever target ask anyone. you about your dating life? What's... No, they don't. Can I? Can we talk about yours okay, first? Well, okay. Well, I'm dating uh, Casey. Mm-hmm. As people know if they listen. And she lives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not here right now. And we've been dating for, I think, right at three years. Uh-huh. And uh, we lived together for one year. Oh, and, I thought it's uh, been more than a year. That we lived together? Yeah. Maybe maybe um, f- f- 14 months or something. Not okay. not years though. Not years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's we're moving. To me. So we're recently. That was a big change. I've been. We're moving to West Loop in about a month. So I've been here since 2019. Casey's been here since whew, probably 2016. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big change. Uh, and I'm excited that we both are on the same page about that because we were having a hard time coming to an agreement about where we where we should live, what building. Oh, okay. Because um, so, we were always battling on that a little bit. About what part? Like neighborhood-wise? Neighborhood or, or even the city. I like? can be so negative. And I, even the city of Chicago or the ver- neighborhoods versus the suburbs. You wanted and to move to the suburbs? I w- I'm open to it. Really? Yeah. Just to ch- I've been in the city right. a long time. I've been like in every na- in a lot of neighborhoods here. I mean, but your view is beautiful. I know. And but you, you, you get used to that in like a, a week. I mean, they're... You're, you know, it's sad. Human nature that they're just, and I've, I, this is what I'm trying to work on. I just don't find pleasure in many things anymore as I've gotten older, and I've lost mm-hmm. that. I used to be such a positive person. I was always really, really? positive. That's I. And wow. I've totally flipped on that. What happened? I don't know. I guess age, life's a bitch. Mm, I don't know what happened. Young. 28, you're maybe I started becoming just very more negative. And as a kid, I was a very, very, uh, I, if my mom was, I think she could back me up. I was a very happy kid. I always won that stupid mental attitude award that I loved winning. You know, it's kind what, of a award? mental attitude award. Oh, Which cute. people, you get shit for winning that award because you're not, then they say, well, you're not athletic. But that's okay. not true. I loved that. Even in high school, I, I loved winning that award. So I need to work on myself, you know. I, Casey and I don't really have issues in our relationship. I just need to kind of get out of this funk I've been in. But I'm I'm we're making good steps lately. That's awesome. I met Casey a couple of times and she seems so nice. She's so beautiful. So Yeah. But, she's like yeah. there's you you'd be hard to find things about her to complain about because she's just uh just totally non judgmental, you know, very positive. Every day she wakes up she's happy, mm-hmm. you know, she loves her environment and there's very few things that get her down. So yeah. It's beautiful. So she was, uh, I don't know. So I, we're working on it though. It's mostly me that I need, I need to work on myself. So it's tough though to, to make certain, realize certain truths about yourself. You know, it's tough to, to face those and try to fix them. 
yeah i think it's quite brave to face it and then unless you don't you could just continually go down on that road right and not yeah. make a change but it just even just knowing that okay these are this is where are the roots yeah where is it coming from you know what yeah. are the roots and i recently since we you started asking me questions i'll easy way to get through this here i recently got a therapist for myself i don't awesome. i don't have my own therapist and i've used it a few times in the past but limited never really had a therapist while nothing was going on mm -hmm. um and they did i was kind of diagnosed with clinical depression so we're working okay. on that so we're going to get some medication and and probably see a therapist now every other week or every week i so. think that's that's probably so good. needed You're to do that help. a year ago but i'm always slow uh it's also not easy to say that i have a problem yeah you know so i think it's um depression is a real thing yeah you know and it's not something that people choose no it, it, yeah it just happens so i think it's and that goes into awesome. everything like not finding pleasure in anything that's all part of it right you know right so to me it seems like the thing that makes me tick the most is i just need to be around people and if i'm not around people i'm just unhappy you know like and as you get older your friends you know, have their own lives they have their own families we went remote work you know COVID right. happened my career is not as busy as it was at, by any means and if i don't have that people element like now i have this office in west loop now but i figured out half of it i still need people around i can't just have my own office oh, okay so there's no there's no it's one a co-working space but office? it's not there's it's not a company i work for i just okay. have it for this consulting i do and then for anything else like the podcast i feel like it the, just gets me out of the house more. Right. And this is what you're bringing up right now. I actually hear that all the time. Yeah. Like from clients that they're working remotely, like there's definitely benefits from remote work. I yeah. think for like life balance, but it also takes away like the social yeah. part. Like I have friends that work remotely. I, I mean, obviously, you know, I work behind a chair. I'm, yeah. You're I'm always in person. around people. Yeah. Even if I'm not with a client on one-on-one -on -one, i have you know like up to 20 people surrounding me just in our salon space you know so it's a lot of energies but when you're not receiving so a lot of times even though i'm outgoing person and i would say i'm probably an extrovert i do still feel sometimes like oh i need to go home while my friends that working from remotely and our introverts they're like hitting me up to be like what are you doing what are you doing like oh. can we hang out so you mean they're extroverts like the introverts oh. like but even now, they need people even they need people sometimes yeah, but i'm an, you know, but as an as an extrovert like me or really social I, I have like to have you it you thrive off of yeah. that you so i wonder what other ways you could find you know, that outlet well, I where think you in, would be around people. When I was younger, like, in, you know, in college, I was really involved in ex extracurriculars. Yeah. And I haven't been, Casey always rightly brings it up. If you're, if you have more things to be involved in as an adult, I'd probably be happier. And I need to turn this, um, it, I need to be more engaged in, in my, the next big career move I'm going to make. You know, Ooh, we had a big what one. What does that look like? I don't know. I don't know what it is. And that, that's, I got a part of the problem is trying to figure that out. But, um, you know, I've done, I did well with that, the first one. I don't even know what you do. <laughs> well, I just, right now I just do this insurance consulting. Oh, that's right. That's right. But okay, it's okay. not, it's not a full time okay. every minute. It's nowhere near as engaging as the company I was working mm. for. What do you want to do? 
I want to do this. I don't know. And this. you're doing it. Yeah, but it, it's it's not enough. Like I I should be also, you know, work volunteering at a TV station or a radio station or or learning more skills. To, you know, technical skills to do this. You know, I have someone edit the show. I don't do it myself. Um, it's great. So have you thought seriously doing that? Like, uh, yeah. And I my, my major was journalism. I know that. So, yeah. uh, but I have you looked into volunteering? No. In, well, there you go. You there's can look no into action. it. Yeah. And now I have this office. So, yeah, it, there's a lot to figure out. But um, it's, you know, I kind of like even this right now, I'm cringing a little bit. Because then, Why? well, people, I'm just so honest on here. And then people will say things to me like, wait, how do you know that? I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're listening yeah. to the show, which is that, that I'm trying to be authentic. You know, I want to be authentic here. But it's people start knowing your deepest, darkest secrets. It's kind of scary. Uh, right? Yeah, sometimes. Depends <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, enough about that. You didn't answer my date. We went on a huge tangent about me. What's about What about your dating life? <laughs> oh, I thought I was able to get away with that. Like, I literally... You don't have to answer. You. I mean, I know. I don't have me. to. Um, yeah. Way so to go. Basically, uh, dating life is not... Yeah, like, let's just not answer it. Not answer it. You so you're not in any big relationship though. No, we know not, that. I I do value um, big you relationships, kind of but dating. at the moment I'm just super casual. However, if I did meet someone that and was you're not like, married, we know that. Yeah, definitely not married. Uh, also, not a commitment marriage. Commitment phobe. Know? Yeah, definitely. I used to be a commitment phobe, which was interesting when I was in longer relationships mm -hmm. um but no i value long-term relationships i value marriages i i value commitments however i will never commit to someone that i don't feel oh that yeah of course it, not. there's that real real thing so if that would come up i'm quite open to it but i'm also not searching and um i've been so busy with like life and and with my friends and family as well that you know, casual dating is a good fit at yeah. the moment. You're content. Yeah. You're I happy feel pretty right now. Good. Yeah. Okay. I feel content is a, is a good one. Yeah. Good. Well, if you're in Chicagoland and are looking for a salon, you can find Tamea on Instagram. That's at Tamea Katona and that she's at Thomas West salon. Tamea is T I M E A Katona K A T O N A. So that is her handle. I think your link is on there to Thomas West Salon. Correct. It's so, on Instagram, yeah. And I would recommend Tamea for men or women or, you know, whatever Everyone. you, whatever <laughs> hair. If you have hair, you can go to Tamea. You won't be unhappy. So I was in D.C. recently for work. I stayed at the Wharf, which is a really cool newer area. It looks just paved with brand new buildings, um, new restaurants, new music venues. There's only a sliver of the old fish market left which used to be the entire wharf. And now the part that's left is just off in the corner. Was it which sad? Probably sad for a little because the, the old days are over. Um, and mean, it's all just been just developed. The fish markets are cool. Yeah. So now there's, there's a tiny little fish market still there uh, if you want mm. um, to go there. But you probably would go there and be like, oh, they, they ruined it. But I yeah. go there and I you like, everything they tore everything new down. And, nice. yeah. and I would be like, what happened to? That's right. Um, beautiful fish market but it must it seems like a trendy area um i was alone for part of it so i scootered all over town uh did you wear a helmet no 
or nothing. Um, Casey won't scooter with me or bike with me. Um, so when I'm alone, I do it. Um, mm. I saw the MLK Memorial for the first time. That was cool. Saw the brand new Eisenhower Memorial. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so expensive though, I guess. But I was told by Secret Service police uh, to get on the sidewalk near the White House. I was walking on, I was scootering on the road and okay. they told me to go on the sidewalk. Was it exciting or was it like, he was kind of being screw a you. dick. Yeah, okay. that guy. He was uniform division though. Okay. So that means they're in uniform. Power. He, I, I, I'm not against what he said, but oh, I'm sure he's kind of he's probably being a jerk. In my experience, when I, you know, I lived in D.C. briefly and interned there the summer after my freshman year of college, I had never met ruder police officers than U.S. Capitol Police. Oh, okay. At the time, interesting. So that would have been, I don't know, 2010 maybe. Mm. Or 2009, 2010, and they were just really, really huge jerks. Now today I didn't see that as much, but um, but that, why would the U.S. Capitol Police be that rude when they're they're representing the country? There's people going there every day. It's a really active campus. The whole all of Washington D.C. is. It's the only place that's you know unaffected by a bad economy. It's always a strong economy. Right. And they're they're just not putting a good face on the United States. So I was always turned off by that. I never forgot that. Hmm. Um, you ever been to DC? I have a couple times. Yeah, it's but a, it's worth going. First time I was really young, so like I was, I was just doing all the museums and and it was really, I I think I I went to the Holocaust Museum there, which I thought was the most yeah. powerful Holocaust Museum I ever been. I mean, that, I've never powerful. been to that one, but I always it's hear amazing, so beautifully things. done to honor and um. But yeah, I think this is really beautiful. I love to go back as an adult, like for real. Yeah, and like you should go back. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it I was, a, it's a great place to there. visit, and not far. Yeah. Um, I also met with both of, uh, I met both of our senators from Indiana and some Indiana reps. That's always kind of cool to meet and talk to sitting senators. I scooted over the Anacostia River and the Potomac, uh, where my hotel was. Oh no, no, I just scooted over the Anacostia River. The Potomac was right near where my hotel mm. was. And it must have been, it's like a military route because okay. the whole time I was there, there were like military helicopters flying down the river and the president's helicopters. So you, like Marine One, awesome. all the Marine Ones were flying through. So that was, there was right at the eye line of my room. I mean, I think it was on the top floor, which is like the 12th floor. And it was super active. So active. Yeah. And the airport was really active. You can see all the planes bank immediately left when they leave Reagan Airport because you can't fly over the White House. Oh, right. So it's all restricted airspace. Awesome. So it, it's cool. The, only, the U.S. Capitol is never, to me, uh, and I've always heard people say it's never not a vibrant city because the government just is always working. Right. You know, there's always money there, which some people might say that's not a good thing, but it's whatever. Yeah, it's the capital. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's see. I had some annoying passengers on my return flight. Uh, they in talk- first class. I was in first. Kind of unnecessary for a flight that short. Yes, I was going to say. And to New York, because I was in New York recently. You you probably don't need first class for those short jaunts when they're not feeding you. If they're not feeding you, you you don't need to be in first class. It's like just a nap time. Yeah, it's so fast. Um, So I probably, I might, I think I'm going to make a new rule. If it's under a two-hour flight, I'm not going to spend, if I have to spend a lot more money, I'm not going to. I think that's a, let's see how you feel. It's a, yeah. you might like, you might not be that against it. 
Yeah. Once well, you know, I most it. of my life, I I didn't. I mean, unless I'm with my parents, even them though, I wasn't flying first class. I was flying oh. Southwest or. So, this okay. is a recent thing. I didn't know that. The last I thought year this or two. has been a lifestyle thing forever. No, because I don't, I mean, I'm not my parents. I don't, you know, live with them and I haven't right. since I was in my, you know, since I was 20. So even they don't do it though. Yeah. It's more like I just want to, lately now, because I travel for work so much, I want an outlet and like Southwest, you know, they have no outlets. So mm. a lot of times the farther you're on the cabin. Okay. I but, see it. Again, premium economy is fine, though. I think it's a short flight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they talk the entire time really loudly. Uh, I So I turned my noise-canceling option on my AirPod, so mm-hmm. that helped. But I, I would be uncomfortable talking like that because you know people are listening. But you're just being inconsiderate. What did Shut they the talk fuck about? Up. I didn't know. I had my cancellation, noise-canceling headphones on. Were they drinking? Yeah. Mm, everyone. So everyone does this in first class drink a lot. they all order booze because it's free so i never do because i don't want to drink i don't want to drink on a plane i actually never drink when i fly either that's one of the biggest like perks it. though i can tell people just can't wait right they're like oh this is free but it's not they paid for it yeah, yeah. they did pay right uh, so uh Silly. i don't enjoy drinking on flights yeah but otherwise you're mostly drunk in your life well not mostly just like Yes. 25%. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not that much. Exactly. Um, okay. Let's get into where we've been eating this week. Uh, it'll be DC-themed. I was at Old Ebbets Grill in DC. was outstanding uh, and highly recommend. That's a rare outstanding uh, for a restaurant. I had pasta and key lime pie. It was right near the White House. Very good. It's been there like 100 years. It's got like four different bars. You'd love it. Um, <laughs> I went to Lay Diplomat on 14th Street. French cuisine. Casey uh, found it. Another solid spot. I went to this oyster bar. I'm trying to butcher this name. Rappahannock Oyster Bar right on the wharf, right by the old fish market before they tore the whole thing down. Uh, great oysters. Um, and uh, again, you you can kind of feel... Yeah, how the original war felt a little bit more, although that seems pretty nice too, so maybe not. Went to Georgetown, bought some new Allbirds, because um, I didn't bring tennis shoes, and went to Peacock Cafe. That was good. Had lunch there. Also had lunch in the basement of the Durskin Senate building, and that's always a fun thing to do. I would do that mm-hmm. if I were you. Why? Just to because it's the government building. It's the Senate building. You could see a senator or see the cafeteria where they eat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a nerdy thing to do. No, I don't know. Maybe if I went with And the buildings are gorgeous around there. Yeah, Supreme I would like Court, to go for that. Library of Congress. The White House or the uh, Capitol building's gorgeous. Uh, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, you've been in the Capitol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to give tours of that. Really? Yeah. When I, what when was I, your tour line? Like, what? what was the first thing you said? Or you always say Welcome to, like, to the Capitol. I don't know. <laughs> I took constituents for the congressman I worked for. Okay. But it was, I had to be taught, it was like a two-hour tour. So, Sounds fun. Was cool. it, did it get boring or was it like, did you I always profile en- I always enjoyed tourist? it. But even, even there, I was up in the, um, I don't know, the gallery of like the, the house okay. building. And security there like yelled at me for talking too loud, giving the but tour. But you were giving And he tour. was a police officer. I said, you're a fucking asshole, just like everyone else I've met here. Did you say that? No, no, I didn't. No, you I didn't say anything. I wouldn't yeah. have said that even if I was alone. Oh, good. Fuck that guy. Well, um, give, he know, I mean, he knows what I'm doing. Right. I'm, I, I'm you know. 
I'm like, a, I look 10, I'm in a suit and I'm with these other people and they're not from DC and I'm giving them a tour. I'm sure the tour people was otherwise very effective. I feel like I, I always enjoyed giving people tours of anything. Did people ask a lot of questions or yeah, do they you did. think, yeah. Yeah. Did they ever ask you something that you're like, Ooh, I don't know. And yeah. Did you fake it? No, or I just, did I you don't know. said you Typically, don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. That's good. Cause they might know. So oh. if you lie, you're, you're screwed. That, yeah, that would be, they quite might be tricking you. Yeah. Nope. Seeing how much does this guy really knows? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, okay. I, I, uh, in the airport on my way home, I went to the great American bagel company, uh, at Reagan airport. Uh, it was okay. I go there a lot cause there's a lot of those in airports. Um, I got the Turkey club, but they put like way too much bacon on it. Uh, wait, like so this is thick. a sandwich place in it's the a airport? bagel airport in the, a lot of U.S. Oh, a airports. a bagel airport. I mean, a bagel store. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of it? Great American Bagel Company. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very straightforward. Yes. Um, too much bacon. Too much. I don't want all that bacon. But don't you think it's better to I'd rather have, have too turkey much bacon. Yeah, someone would say there's never too much bacon, but I, I just wanted to <laughs> write about bacon. But you could just take it off and yeah, not eat it. Yeah, I think, I don't know what I did. Maybe I probably ate it. I'm sure remember. you ate it. I would have eaten it. <sighs> yeah. It's, you know, it's not cheap to buy an airport sandwich. How much was your sandwich? Like $15? Yeah, probably 15 Yeah. But then I get tea, and that's so another $4. 18, yeah. 20 I, bucks. On, yeah. Yeah. Sandwiches used to, well, airports are always more, but. Yeah. Um, okay. I do have one hotel review, the Intercontinental Hotel in uh, D.C. What do you see out there? Uh, I was just distracted by the noise, and then I got distracted oh, it's the by fridge. the view. Oh, yeah. And then, so to You're just distracting yourself. Yes, but then I am also paying attention. This Thank you. This is great. Okay. Thank I love you. all the information. I want to go to D.C. It's a great place to go. It's I pristine. Do see the it's another pristine city. Though. Yeah. I went by the Jefferson, Jefferson Memorial, too. They're redoing it. Beautiful. David Rubenstein is, uh, has given a ton of money to them, okay. to, the, to the parks system. And so they're gutting it. They're making it, I think, handicap accessible. And Good. They had to literally, they have the, the dome. It's all right on water, Jefferson right. Memorial. It's all around like MLK and the Roosevelt Memorial, I right. think. It's all in the same area. And this is what I love about construction and, and just little thing tidbits like this. There was this like really rare, like bizarre, like bacteria growing on the dome. So it looked like dark, oh, cool. like black, and they had to like, get it lasered off. Oh, okay. So they lasered the whole thing off. All right. So he also gave a lot of money to the Washington Monument to fix it. Okay. That took four years. What is the building that, isn't there a rule that nothing can be higher architecture wise than the Capitol. Yeah. I think that, okay. yeah. Cause there's no skyscrapers in DC. None. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so the rule. Could just like, I just remember when I went there, it was like just super flat. And then I learned that fact and I'm like, Oh, that's actually, really yeah. Cool. Otherwise, you know, for, yeah. you know, oh, in 10 yeah. seconds, there'd be skyscrapers there because oh, yeah. they're just so much development. But I like that. I liked it about DC. It's like keeping it where you like. Yeah. And it's nice sign of respect. Yeah. Yeah, they're working. They're doing work on the Capitol built. They're always doing work, and it, it's called the architect of the Capitol. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just it's just a race against time because all those buildings are so, so old, old and they're so ornate that they're you just they're just all you need is money and time. You just have to keep pump, pumping money in all these buildings because it, they take a, so much to maintain. Right. 
They'd be cheaper if they redid them all and just didn't make them more ornate. Just like the fish market? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be as cool, though. Right. That's why they should. Like their gut. I worked in Cannon House office building, and they're gutting it right now. Gutting wow. a big, huge part okay. of it. It's it's yeah. I think things but I'm that are historical, the... they should be capped. Like yeah. architecture they're doing wise, it. if they can, I think it should be always yeah. like. But we don't have any money, to it. right? Yeah, like that money could be sent, spent somewhere. Well, else. the federal government yeah. doesn't have any. We're, right. we're in debt. Yeah. What do we? How we're, do we fix that? I don't know. Thirty trillion, I think. It's not good. It's quite bad. Yeah. It's a problem. But Dave, that David Rubenstein gives money. That's why he says the government, his thing is it's called patriotic philanthropy. He's okay. a billionaire. And the government built all these amazing things, but we can't always afford to maintain all maintain of it. it. So private f- funding is, you know, is kind of important. Yeah, but I don't have a lot. DC to... looks pretty damn good for being in debt, thirty trillion. Right. I mean, like, it I looks feel the, like you probably like wouldn't know that if you're there. Down there. And no, it's probably you would like know nothing. Super clean too. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's. I, I feel like I need to go back. You need to go. Yeah. Stay at the wharf uh, and see how all the historical stuff got demolished. Um, <laughs> okay. Speaking of the wharf, Intercontinental uh, is a, considered a four-star hotel. It's newer. I always prefer a newer building, newer hotel. I've never, I'm not in their hotel group. I'm a Marriott guy for my points, points. so I didn't get any points. I was there a while. So Do you get pissed when you sucked. go somewhere where you don't get points? No, I don't get pissed. I used to not give a, a shit about points. Okay. I'm only in the last maybe year or two. I've gotten. I'm tracking my points. I'm looking at my points. But I only. I pretty much just like more points. I don't really use the points all the time. Oh. Okay. I just want to have more points. But, just collect your points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I've used the Marriott stuff sometimes to get yeah. free rooms, or I really hoard my credit card points. Mm. I don't use those much. I've got like eight hundred thousand. And you just don't use them. Well, what do I? The, the portal's kind of hard. The bank portal is kind of prevented. You know, okay. doesn't. But if Casey's around, She'll use she them. could use them. Oh, good. For us or good. whatever. Um, service seven point five. Food, eight. Building setting design, nine. Again, new when it's on the wharf. Guest to staff ratio, eight. Room rating, nine, because the room's well done. Um, You're not going to be unhappy, especially on the river like that. Overall score, 8.3 for the Intercontinental Wharf. So there's your score. Um, Now move on to songs of the week. Uh, First one is I Miss You by Blink-182. This was originally released in February of 04. I was 13 years old. I loved that song, and I think I listened to it on the bus. It was a huge hit at the time. Coconuts by Kim Petras. Better by Khalid. And remember, if you want to listen to any of the songs that were featured today or to find any that have been played on WAG, just search WAG songs on Spotify for the show's playlist. Every time we release an episode, this playlist is updated. And that's it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening to The World According to George, available anywhere you find podcasts. Remember to follow Chicago Pod. I changed it. I think that's more... That could generate more followers down the road. So now it's Chicago underscore pod. 
and DM me anything that's on your mind, uh, relationship problems, restaurant picks, or you just want me to visit a new hotel and review it on the pod. Um, but the show's name isn't changing. It's still WAG, World According to George. I think the handle's going to stay Chicago Pod unless I change it back. Tamea, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. And uh, uh, I think this is a great episode. Again, Tamea is at Tamea Katona on Instagram, T-I-M-E-A-K-A-T-O-N-A. And that's all she wrote. Uh, see you guys next time right here. Have a great week. Thank you. Have fun. Bye. Subscribe to WAG now and find out what George will sound off about next. New episodes drop every other Thursday anywhere podcasts are available.